It's Friday, Friday, Friday. Get ready for the next installment of our Summer Rage with Cage in the hardest edge, meanest, most badass. Especially if you are a horny teenage boy with no understanding of how people talk or behave. Grindhouse homage, drive angry. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Hobson Box Office Flops, presented by RevengeOfTheFans.com. I am Captain Cash, and I'll be your host for the third episode in our Summer Rage with Cage series, 2011's Drive Angry. With me, as always, are the Thunderous Wizard. Even in hell, there is compassion. <laughs> and fresh from his escape from hell itself, Chumpzilla. I never disrobe before a gunfight. <laughs> I never disrobe before a pod. You can find the pod on Twitter and Facebook, and now Instagram if you want to see what our dumb faces look like at Hops and B.O. Flops. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe if you would. Uh, where can they find you, T.W.? At WriterTLK on Twitter. There we go. Very nice, very nice on Twitter. And uh, you're, you got an Instagram, right? Oh, but it's a personal thing. Never mind. Uh, we are also proud to announce that Chumpzilla has joined Twitter just in time to watch the world burn. How do people find you, Chump? They can find me at at Chumpzilla8. That is Chumpzilla, all lowercase, numeral 8. Hit me up on Twitter, folks. I have yet to get anybody other than these two yuckos to uh, comment, respond, or retweet whatever I've tweeted. So somebody reach out. Touch me, please. Thank Could you. They all, you can also find him on Friendster. Uh, and as always, I am C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. The beer for tonight we'll be drinking is Battle Wagon, I thought appropriate for Drive Angry, uh, from Service Brewing out of Savannah, Georgia. This double IPA is diesel at 8.6 ABV. Gentlemen, start your engines. Cheers. You know, I really like that. It's pretty hoppy, and I don't actually, it doesn't taste super boozy. Mm. No, but man, this thing's going to be dangerous. That's like steel reserve, man. Yeah. Don't drive. Don't drive when you have these. Hey, yeah. Like yeah. Don't uh, drive with those. Don't drive angry. And don't pull a Mary cheese, Captain Cash. <laughs> Stay with us. I, I plan on falling asleep midway through the pod I'm hosting. It's going to be great. Cool, All right. Cool. So let's get down to it. I, I have to get this out of the way to start with, uh, even if it sort of tips my hand to how I feel about this film. And it is, don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. Which is literally where they got the title of this film. They thought it would be funny to title a movie after what Bill Murray says to the groundhog in Groundhog's Day. That's that's where this is. This is. Yep. This, that's, that. Yeah, that's par for the course. As far as I'm concerned, that seems about right for this movie. Yep. It's, this is that kind of movie. So this Nick Cage vehicle. Eh? Eh? Vehicle? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Finds. Nick as John Milton, a criminal escape from hell, 
As a brief aside, if you thought my vehicle pun was bad, naming your lead character who has escaped from hell after the author of Paradise Lost is worse. Presumably someone got paid to write that. I'm doing this for fun. Well, we should point out that the writer of the movie, who we'll, I'm sure you'll discuss later as well, also wrote Jason X, which is known for its punchy dialogue and snappy wit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, John is on a mission to save his granddaughter from Satanists. Amber Heard is here in a role that did not at all age poorly as a domestic abuser slash the female lead Piper. No, she doesn't get a last name. It is that kind of movie. Who joins Milton on his quest? We also get a pair of bills with Billy Burke as our villain and leader of the satanic cult, Jonah King, and William Fickner as the accountant, Hell's agent tasked with bringing Milton back and honestly the highlight of this fucking movie. The uh, film, as we sort of talked about, is directed by Patrick Lussier, who co-wrote the script. Uh, Lussier was coming off of the relative success of the remake of My Bloody Valentine. It's co-written by Todd Farmer, who actually shows up as Piper's deadbeat boyfriend, uh, which I gotta say, Todd, uh, that you wrote yourself into a movie to be the boyfriend of 2011 Amber Heard. That's some galaxy brain thinking. Way to go, bud. Uh... This film is meant as an homage to the grindhouse anti-hero flicks of the 80s and 90s, and all of which was done significantly better in 2007's Grindhouse. And it's so over the top, I, I kind of feel like it overshoots homage and goes straight to parody. It certainly, uh, it's driving in two lanes on that one. Like it, is, it is straddling the median. <laughs> it is angrily, angrily plowing through. Yeah. The road. Because you could go one way or the other. You could say, like, this is straight up goofy nonsense bullshit. Or you could be like, yep, this is a fun throwback to a 1970s grindhouse flick. And the I just thing, don't know. The thing I noticed most is how gratuitous this movie is. Uh, between the language and some of the nudity, um, the violence is interesting because it is a significant part of the movie. I mean, it's a hard R movie. Oh, yes. Uh, but they have some really strangely chosen discretion shots. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Like some make sense. Some don't make sense, even based on what you see like later in the film, for example. So, yeah, I to your parody point. Yeah, I think like this movie had an identity crisis. Was it trying to be so bad that it's good or was it really just trying to be awful all the way through? I don't yeah. feel like I could tell. Uh, and I think that's that's ultimately why this film suffered. Um, that and it was also filmed in 3D, attempting to capitalize on that 3D trend of the late of the late 2000s, early 2010s, started by Avatar. And I really, I, I feel like if you saw this in 3D on a big screen, that would have been the optimal way to do it. I think I watched this on my phone, which did it no favors. No, it, I, I watched it on an iPad. Did not look great. And the 3D effects are very blatant too. You're like, oh, that's a 3D shot. That would be what? neat. The bullets are coming at my face. It might have looked better on screen, yeah. As someone who saw my Bloody Valentine 3D in theaters, and it is, I think it's a better movie than this, but the theater experience would have been a lot of fun with this, particularly if you went to a theater that served beers and you could just laugh at how hokey some of it is and how he blows off a guy's hand. and it, It's over the top. I think the language is what lost me in terms of how far it goes because the script just isn't very good. No. So, Humans do not talk Aside like that. from William Fichtner, Buffalo, what up? He's the man. Big Bills fan. Bill <laughs> Fichtner. 
Big, big okay. Billy Fickner, big Bills fan. Yep. Anyway. Can, we, can we get a shout out to the uh, Bills Mafia here? Of course, yeah. Uh, this is the perfect movie for the Bills Mafia. Lots of flaming things. At uh, least two Bills. Yeah. So, two Bills, yeah. Some titties. You know, yep. Yeah, drunk people. It's great. Perfect movie. <laughs> uh, so IMDb calls this a vengeful father escapes from hell and chases after the men who killed his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. I say it's a hard R ghostwriter minus the cleverness and subtlety. What's your one-line description, TW? Uh, cars, Colts, Cursing, and Cage. That is alliterative. I like that. Well yeah. done. And Chumpzilla? Brief, succinct, and complete. I like that there, Mr. Wizard. All right. Nick Cage and... Amber Heard star in a movie that was apparently written by a throng of horny middle schoolers hopped up on monster energy drink and listening to Buck Cherry on repeat. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's good, too. This is this is definitely a movie that I, the core audience it was intended for is about three years too young to watch an R movie in the theaters. So, yeah, well, no, I, I think this definitely appeals to the uh 18 to 21 year old male audience as well. Like, I think there's a yeah. very tight window before guys are like, Ooh, that's too cheesy. Yeah. There's, there's some sort of middle to late adolescent sensibilities that apply to a movie like this. It's like guns and booze and titties and demons and guns and, and cars. He's the, cool, he's the coolest titties. guy ever. And let's, oh, yeah. Exactly. Let's put it this that's, way. It's 10 years plus too late for us. And it was 10 years plus too late for Nicholas Cage's career. <laughs> oh boy so we're gonna break shots this... fired shots <laughs> fired well we're gonna break this plot down for you um it suffice it to say this whole movie is wild and we'll constantly choose the sleaziest choice it can with a few thankful exceptions but you this movie opens with john milton escaping from hell in a 64 buick riviera while William Fickner does a voiceover monologue about how no one can outrun the devil, which is littered with phrases like badass motherfucker, which is what we mean when we say the dialogue and the cursing is just weird. Yeah, they, he curses like a foreigner. Yeah. It's just like, stringing phrases together, not necessarily in the way a normal human would curse. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I found it helpful because it really sets the tone for how obscene the film is going to continue to be. Uh, but otherwise it just, it felt, it felt really, really weird. It was very forced from the get go. Yeah. The strangest uh, thing is that in no way is Nicolas Cage the most over the top part of this no. movie. In fact, he's gonna, the reserved character. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that because I, I honestly think this is the opposite of Vampire's Kiss in a lot of ways. Where if you listen to our last pod, Vampire's Kiss is only watchable because of how much Nicolas Cage is going for it. This is the the complete reverse of that. This movie is hampered by Nicolas Cage uh, doing what appears to be being bored. He appears to be catatonic at several points in the film. I just, yeah, I don't get it. Like, this movie is is cut for his sensibilities. And he is doing, like, deadpan the entire... Like, again, he clearly made a choice here. Oh, I'm the badass who's going to be, you know, the silent strong type or whatever. And it just... It does not work for this movie. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, basically, we learn that Milton has escaped because he's going to get revenge for his daughter who cultists have killed and to save his granddaughter who cultists have kidnapped and are planning to sacrifice in order to bring about a hell on Earth. 
once we get the next scene, it's a car chase where Milton interrogates and kills some cultists led by Billy Burke's Jonah King. Uh, we learn that they're going to sacrifice the baby in some abandoned prison in Louisiana called Stillwater. The fight destroys his car, so he has to hoof it to the horniest Greasy Spoon diner ever put on film where Piper works. Uh, we're treated to a scene where the owner of the diner sexually assaults her and is as gross as humanly possible. This is another part where the movie is like right up front telling you, this is what we're going to do. This is it. 90 more minutes of this. It's a really weird way to introduce Amber Heard's character and show us how independent and tough she is. Because we get another quick piece of character development shortly thereafter that's equally as gross. Oh, yes. Uh, are we talking about when the other waitress immediately jumps on Milton and his response is to jam his tongue down her throat in a way that everybody eating at that diner would stop and go, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. When that, she's that, like, do you want more coffee? Also, I'd really like to sleep with you guy who looks like he just crawled out of a dumpster. Yeah. He definitely smells like garbage juice. And then like he, yeah. Mouth rapes her forcibly. That it's made just, me uncomfortable to watch at home. I'm like, Ooh, uh, Oh, like, yeah, it's it's that was it's that gross. was uncalled for. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. Okay, yeah. in any and case, seemingly, and seemingly nobody cares. Yeah, that's very Castro Troy of him. And what he, I definitely. Oh no, I, I like this. This movie definitely has the. If I let you suck on my tongue, would you be grateful? And the answer for basically all of the women that Milton encounters is yes, minus Piper, thank Jesus. Yes, 100%. Where is your room, Mr. Milton? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, okay. in any case, he learns that uh, Piper is the one who owns the Dodge Charger with the drive angry license plate in the parking lot, and he promptly sabotages it. Roll credits. Yeah. With an equally uh, heinous bumper sticker. <laughs> Uh, this whole movie yeah, I, is just so. Do, do you want to say what the bumper sticker says? No. It's, it's not even. It's not even the Hemi. Yeah. He not breaks even, for something, but I won't tell you what. Not even the Hemi. Uh, in any, so Piper quits her job, which makes sense. She was sexually harassed by her boss, and clearly not for the first time. And her car breaks down as she drives away. Milton appears and agrees to fix it if she'll give him a lift. He, he clearly how? sabotaged the car. Right? I know. Oh, like, 100%. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. he did something to the distributor cap and, and, and fixed it for her, right? Okay, just... Yeah. Like, how how does Milton know she was going to drive that direction to just randomly appear? Like, why does she not just completely suspicious when he fixes the car in, like, under 10 seconds? And like, let's go. The answer is shut up. It's not that kind of movie. Yeah, because they try to make it seem like it's a car movie and she's a car chick. But, yeah, she clearly doesn't know anything about the car. Yeah. It's just kind of a weird plot Actually point. doesn't do much for the movie at all. So, Well, she's distractingly attractive at several times. Yeah. She, points in the movie. Excuse me. She is wildly successful at being incredibly hot. Yeah. And possibly a lost cast member of Laguna Beach. She's literally there to balance out the bourbon you can smell coming off of Nicolas Cage. This wasn't a 4D movie, just 3D, but you can still smell the bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) By osmosis, just kind of seeps through the celluloid. So Piper and Milton go to Piper's place where she finds her fiancé having sex with another woman. She beats this naked woman in the street 
and then attacks her fiance. Milton only steps in when the fiance punches her in the face and then threatens to make her so ugly no one would ever want her again. Punches this, in the face twice. Yeah. I think it's the second time he steps yeah. in. Like the first one, Milton was like, eh, no, she had that coming. She did attack him. Well, but, no, I think it's like he's given her a chance. Like, okay, that's one. Maybe she'll still, you know, pull this out. And he's like, oh, nope, she's going to nope, nope. Time to step yeah. in. This like, movie wins that- a number of awards for men just trying to beat the hell out of the woman they are fighting. It happens just, multiple times. And fuck, it is gross the entire time. Yes. Yeah, and, and this is a good point to point out that the the loser boyfriend is in fact the co-writer of the film. Yeah. Uh, and I would refer to him as not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Not not Stone Cold, man. Uh, listen, if I could have written myself into a movie where I, I got to... I guess they don't really have any kind of intimate moment, do they? they nope. She just fights over. No, but the, she's a but, but the chick, yeah. but the chick he's cheating with is still pretty hot too. She's just not Amber Heard. So put it this way: so, he's like, remember, there's this character if you watch wrestling, who is a parody of Goldberg named Gilberg. That is what this guy would be to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I I would like to oh. to lean on Chumzilla's point here that literally every woman in this film is conventionally attractive in a distracting way. Like, all of the waitresses at every one of the Greasy Spoon diners they visit have double D boobs. And, yeah. like, it's just, it's it's a little weird, but, again, if you're making a movie for horny teenagers. Yeah, I think this movie exists in the same world as Thomas Jane's Punisher, you know, because basically all the waitresses in this movie are Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yes. Rebecca Romaine. Yes. And uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. The guys are all dumpy schlubs and the chicks are all like lingerie models. It's it's a strange place. Yes, indeed. Um, But then we also learned that Hell has sent a agent to bring Milton back and he is called the accountant. uh, It's clearly death, right? I mean, no Reaper. I don't. Well, I mean, I think he's got shades of the Grim Reaper, certainly. But that was what. That was the whole shtick, right? He's the accountant. He's there to keep the book straight. Yeah. Right. He can, right? But he can identify when a person is supposed to die. Although that seems to be sometimes at like his own discretion. Yeah. Because he doesn't kill certain people. He's like, oh, it's not their time yet. It's like, dude, you just threw a coin through somebody's face. <laughs> it, but I, I would like to say, before we get too far, let's just pause for a moment to appreciate William Fickner, which is the best part of this movie yes. by a wide fucking margin. He is margin. the MVP. He is awesome in every scene he's in. And he actually takes the movie from being like kind of like without him, it would be pretty hard to watch to like, yeah. this is a fun piece of B-movie cinema that inexplicably got $40 million. He's also the smartest part of the movie. The inclusion of that character actually makes a lot of sense and it makes the story more interesting like he brings something to the table just as a character so i give the writers some credit for including that in the movie like that really that's an interesting uh, angle they take and it works it's one of the few things in this movie i think works really well and the performance is definitely part of it too yeah and for me it's the performance i feel like fickner is the only person in this movie who understands what movie he's in that's a very good point and he is essentially hell's harvey two-face he is spectacular. He he flips the Roman coin, and it's like you either live or you die, depending on what pops up. Yeah, and 
it he's just so much fun. I, I like we're, we'll talk more about what he does, but man, he's good. Is it just me or does he remind you guys of Mayhem from the Allstate commercials? I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah, actually Moving. a lot. <laughs> so Piper and Milton are on their road trip heading towards Stillwater. Uh, they stop at a CD bar called The Bull by the Balls. Again, it's just why would you? Is there a place called that? I should have done research and looked that up, but dick jokes. Woo! Yeah, right. I'm just like, okay. No, it's a it's a real bar, but that's not the name. Yeah. So in any case, Piper starts to get hints that maybe there's more to Milton than meets the eye, because I also get the distinct sense that this movie is shot that Milton's reveal as having been a damned soul escaped from hell is not something we're supposed to know because our POV character Piper doesn't know it. She just thinks, Oh, this guy has got all these weird ticks and it's like, he's been gone for so long. He's been in prison that. Okay. Um, but we also learned the cultists are tracking the duo and plan to attack. But before any of that, there is a waitress. That waitress immediately tries to jump Nick Cage's bones because I guess that's what waitresses do in this continuity i don't know yes i mean to the film's credit piper decides that she too would like to have sex and just randomly picks up a dude from the bar because it's 2011's amber heard i really yep hold on does she really decide to have sex or is she more like i'm gonna have a guy buy me some drinks and paint my nails okay so here's what she does because the movie absolutely chickens out she Picks up the dude, and she, before she picks up the dude, she's gonna. She says, uh, "I'm gonna get my nails painted," and it's shot in such a way that you're led to believe that Amber Heard is now gonna take this dude and and get get hers. Uh, and, but then it immediately cuts, and the guy is actually painting her nails. Hold on, you're selling that line short. I believe it's something more to the effect of like, "I'm gonna get take a hot shower, get my nails done, and sleep in a nice bed." So basically, you can infer she says she's, she's going to seduce a guy to stay someplace for the night. But no, she literally, she's like, I'm going to have some, you know, get this guy naked and let him paint my nails. And I actually like that. I thought that was a, that was a great way. Hey, Ryan Johnson, take some notes here. That's how you subvert expectations. Like, I'm like, I thought that was going one way and it went a totally different way. And it was definitely satisfying. I like that. I thought that was one of the, again, one of the smarter parts of the movie. That was a funny joke. Fair enough. Uh, we get to actually see the hotel room where... Amber Heard's adjoining guests are having raucous sex. And then we pan over and we see that it is Milton fully clothed and the waitress from earlier having the loudest sex possible. And so then, that, that, that's a legit fetish. I believe that's, um, let's see, it's, it, let's get the abbreviation correct here. That'd be CMNF. That is clothed male, naked female. So that's, that's a thing, folks. I am not at all surprised that is the thing that you know. That's a thing. Yeah. This That's is fair. getting weird now. Let's keep yeah. going. Well, so here's where we're treated to what I think is the film's thesis, though. And that is a gunfight where a fully clothed Nicolas Cage drinks a bottle of Jack Daniels with one hand and shoots a dozen cultists with the other hand while still having sex with the waitress who appears to be loving every minute of this, and doubly so when Nick Cage gets shocked with a cattle prod. Yeah, so if you think my clothed male naked female thing was weird, Mr. Wizard, this movie includes a scene that is effectively orgasm via cattle prod. So come on, let's, let's judge things on a sliding scale here. This movie gets weird. This is the peak 
horny teenager. This is what a badass dude would do, right? Yeah. yeah you have the cigar out too. It's a bottle of Jack, oh, pistol, right. and a cigar, all mid coitus during the gunfight. It's like it's embarrassing. Try hard. Yeah, I don't think the cigar falls out until the kettle prod hits him. It, it's an it's just an insane scene, but it also is clear. Like they're like, all right, Nick, there's a love scene, and this is like, all right, but I'm not taking my clothes off. Oh, boy. So, uh, and I mean, the action's not bad. It just kind of, it's not going to, you're, there's no amount of gunfight that happens when it's booze and gun akimbo while still being inside the waitress. That's all you're going to focus on. It's very cheesy. That action scene's very cheesy. All the stuff we've just said actually happens. There's really no way to get around it. That's exactly what goes on in the scene. But by far the most over-the-top kill is when he shoots the machete and it hits the blade, knocking the blunt edge back into the guy's forehead. And it's like, (laughs) okay, um, I I saw that. They show it to you. It's very clear what they intended for you to interpret from that scene. And I'm like, I I still don't believe it. Like that's that was just weird. My only answer is shut up. It's not that kind of movie. Ah, yep, yeah, yeah, no. Yep. So the accountant arrives with the cops that he's managed to convince to join him, uh, and Amber Heard is forced to kill them. Uh, they escape, but they're chased by the accountant, and Milton then uses one of the three bullets he has for the mythical big fucking gun he's been carrying called the God Killer. Uh, the God Killer is a weapon that erases people from reality. You don't die, you don't go to heaven, you don't go to hell. You just cease to be oblivion. Presumably, it can be used to kill God. And in any case, as Nick shoots it at the accountant, he misses, uh, but the gun shoots with enough force to knock the accountant's car off the bridge they are driving on. And yeah. it wounds him Thanos style. You get the shot across the cheek, the yeah. cross and blood. Which, interestingly, is the only wound that doesn't heal the entire time. Yeah, I think that was definitely, I mean, again, that was one of the more smart world-building things they did. They, they showed that that weapon had power, and it had an effect on the other mythical beings involved. Yeah, they don't really set a lot of rules, so at least that one had some sort of logic to it. So I would like to open the floor on the theories for the God Killer, most pressingly being it is a five-barreled shotgun uh where we are missing two shots, right? Because he only has three bullets. Yep. Where do you think the other two went? Did they kill God with one of those bullets? Because if they did, I feel like that explains a lot about this universe. No, I I didn't give much thought to that, because if you look at the kit that the gun comes in, here, I'm quick aside with Uncle Chumpzilla here. I think it, it appeared to me there was more stuff in that case, okay? So you could theorize that there was some sort of mythical work that went into creating additional shots for the gun. I, I, I think the bullets were something that had to be, like, crafted effectively. So he had three. Now, the question I have is, did he use two, assuming it was fully loaded to begin with, did he have to use two to escape hell? Ah, also a but, possibility. I, but, I mean, that's pure speculation on my part. But my assumption was it was very difficult in general to create the ammunition for this. So therefore three was a lot of bullets for this gun. It not necessarily ever have to be full. They just, Hey, I got, I got three shots made for this. I had somebody crafted me three shots and the way I interpreted it in the film, um, not to jump to the end, but I think the real purpose of that was 
Nick Cage's character knew that escaping from hell, there would likely be someone after him of the supernatural variety. And this was his only weapon against the supernatural. Not so much that he needed it to complete his mission or he had to kill a specific person with the God killer, but this was his only supernatural weapon to use against potential supernatural forces that may pursue him. Fair enough. Solid theory. My own, the only, and I think that that holds up completely. The only thing that I would add is if this movie had any balls, is the reason he takes the God Killer in the end is to kill himself, because he he's been in hell. He's going back to hell. How do you avoid that? I like it. <clears throat> the mist approves. Yeah, yeah, they choose the route of I'll just escape again. But it sounded to me like one of the bullets was used on the former chief of hell the old devil and the new devil wasn't into this whole nonsense that the other guy was and yeah of course they killed god because it's the sequel we'll never get to see Nicolas cage just riding a cloud into heaven <laughs> yeah so wait a minute float angry sky angry yeah anyway I'll, I'll ask my i'll save my hell questions for later okay so jumping back, Milton and Piper track the cultists to a church where they are promptly ambushed. We learn that Jonah King is a eunuch, having been dismembered when he forced oral sex on Milton's daughter. Well, well not to be uh, pedantic here, but uh, I don't think he's technically a eunuch. I believe a eunuch is someone that's been castrated. In this case, I think he just had his penis bitten off. So I, I think the technical term for that is just dickless. Fair enough. Just dickless. Okay, moving okay. on. Uh, but they shoot Milton in the face and kidnap Piper. Uh, Milton comes to shortly afterward, and we get a car chase with a girl fight and a pretty gnarly hit and run in the vein of RoboCop. Like, really, it's just ludicrous jibs. The uh, Charger is shot full of holes and beyond repair. Uh, Piper is now fully confused about how Milton could possibly be alive, and the tow truck driver that shows up uh, conveniently is one of Milton's former colleagues who notes that he was one of the pallbearers at Milton's funeral. Uh, and it is at this point that it's clear to me that this was meant to be the second act twist where you learn that, oh, Milton hasn't been in prison. He's been in jail and he's a revenant come back to help protect his daughter, granddaughter. And his tow truck buddy is played by none other than David Morse. Yeah. Reunited, and it feels so good. The Rock. <laughs> there are so many character actors in this thing who, I, I guess it was a good payday for them, and they got to have fun, so, okay. I, I, I enjoyed the fact they included that character, because they clearly put a lot of thought into it. He's got the tow truck driving job, and he's got the farmhouse thing, and he's got the knee brace, like, and there's some story between him and Milton. And the, I mean, there's a lot of history there. They talk about it. They don't show it to you, but they talk about it. it it's all to humanize Milton, really, because yeah. essentially Milton died because he wouldn't let this guy go with him and sacrifice himself, too. Like, this was his thing. He knew he wasn't coming back. Milton's it, it like was a good go, guy down It was deep. to go rescue his daughter, right? Yeah. They were going to rescue the daughter from the cultists. So yes. the cultists murdered him in an attempt to save his daughter before they murdered her. Like later, I got I got so, a huge problem. No, 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 that, no, no, huge problem. That, that, no, no, that can't be because Milton was supposed to have died ten years ago. The daughter is only dead recently as a result. Yeah, no, I, but I meant, but I meant they killed the daughter later. But he was trying to save her. Yeah, ten years ago. Oh, uh, and then okay. and then she's later she's later killed by the cult because he there. didn't save her. She was stuck with them until she wised up, which 
How could you not? Because the cult leader wears press-on nails and is the most god-awful part of this movie. Yeah, it's really weird villain. I don't know that he was bad. I mean, he's over the top, but he's he's over the top in the way that he is to borrow a D&D term, he is always chaotic evil. He is always the grossest, worst choice you can possibly make in any given situation. I, I mean, that's giving him too much credit. What's he really do other than just, like, recite creepy scripture? And you do see the rape scene flashback. I mean, I guess I'll take this moment here to say that this movie refers to a lot of stuff that happens in the past, and literally the only flashback you get is of the daughter and her final moments. I feel like there's a lot of other stuff they could have filled in visually and showed us, but instead they just kind of talk through it. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, this is a movie. You could just show us. Well, um, it's clearly anyway. budgetary stuff. The coolest thing would have been seeing him steal the God Killer and escaping from hell. I, I, you know, okay, so now you brought it up, Mr. Wizard. I will say this. This movie uh, falls in one of the traps that Solo fell in for me is that they yada, yada, yada over a much more interesting movie I wanted to see Solo in the Imperial Flight Academy. Show me Han Solo and Top Gun. Show me Nick Cage Escape from Hell. Holy shit. That, the way they set it up, like, had this movie gotten to like the midpoint and then they flash back for like 15 minutes and show you the Escape from Hell, that would have been awesome. But it probably is for the better because had they done that, it probably would have been some terrible CGI. So it spared us from that. Perhaps yeah, but, we've already seen it. It's called The Wicker Man. <laughs> I, I was gonna go with Spawn, but okay, that works too. Yeah, both, both are good. Both are good. Yeah. Not, huh? not the bees. Not those bees. In any event, the tow trucker gives Milton a Chevy Chevelle and a bunch of weapons to make the final attack at Stillwater. This we talked about this, but this is the part that confused me. Piper insists on going with him, and he accepts Piper, but turns down the tow truck di- driver with whom he has a history. Uh, knowing that it's a one-way ticket. So it's kind of like, you're cool with Piper dying? He No, he she has to be the one to take the child. He whispers that to him, like, she has a part to play in this after this is done. You can wipe your hands of it. I, it still doesn't make sense. But... Basically, his work, he, it, it was a weird morality thing. Like, you, you've done your job. You don't need to do it again. It's time for her. She's pure of heart. I, I She's the one to take care of the kid like but i mean that's my thing like it's lining up a sequel it's lining up a sequel this dude has this dude has enough money that he can give away like a seven or a 1960s chevy chevelle and a bunch of guns doesn't he have the better opportunity at raising this child than a woman with literally no job i think we can all agree that uh, piper's the worst choice to be the surrogate for this for this child like oh you're the okay. mom now it's like I, yeah. she's an I asshole that... the whole movie <laughs> well, I, I think that's a good call the thing you're supposed to take from it though is that she's like tough and has proved herself and and nicholas cage at this point milton has decided that she's got the grit that it takes to, to make this happen yeah so, fair enough i mean I, that, I mean i'm not saying it makes sense but that's what the movie's trying to tell yeah us. no no she's no, she's, I, pro- she's proven her metal she can she can handle the job milton approves <laughs> milton also approves of that ridiculous wig he's wearing so maybe milton's not the best choice but or the, doesn't have the best judgment 
they uh, do head to Stillwater, but before they get there, uh, the police have cottoned on to what's going on with them and have set up this massive roadblock. And we get some uh, really kind of creepy in the light of everything that's going on, police brutality slash police murder, <laughs> where the police captain tells the men to, quote, shoot out the tires. And when I say shoot out the tires, I mean shoot them in the head. And I'm like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Okay, no, that that's yeah. fair for this movie too. Okay, so this is going to entertain probably me and five other people in the known universe. We don't have that many listeners. But the captain Hi, of the police, who is ordering them to do some unsavory things, is played by Tom Atkins, who also starred in another 3D film of a legendary franchise, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is the same title as a tremendous Nicolas Cage shitburger of a movie. We can do tremendous shitburgers of a movie with Nicolas Cage for more than just the month, but, <laughs> well, all looks lost until the accountant shows up in a propane truck that explodes everything it touches and blows up the blockade all to the tune of that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Yeah, and I'll just push up my glasses here uh, like the comic book nerd and say, well, actually, it was a liquid hydrogen truck, and the explosion should not have been with blue-green flames. It should have been yellow-orange flames based on the hydrogen thing, but it doesn't matter. That whole scene is probably the weakest action sequence of the movie. I get it. They needed the plot required it to happen. They had to somehow defeat that blockade. That just seemed like a really weird Way out in left field way to solve that problem. That was the one thing that I was watching this movie. I could handle the crude humor and some of the sophomoric like nudity and vulgarity and that part. And I'm like, okay, okay. Now they're now they're just flipping me off. They're literally just flipping me off as that guy like surfs the 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 tanker into the explosion. I'm like, okay, yeah. They just gave me the bird right there. This movie does <laughs> not care about my uh, suspension of disbelief. No, it absolutely doesn't. But it, to be fair, it's been telling you that the entire time. This is just the point where it really full on does look you directly in the eye and go, "Got him, doesn't care." But William Fickner is having such a good time as the accountant. I'm actually okay with it. I, I really, he, he is having the time of his life, and it really shows. It's a lot of fun. It's the perfect casting. It works very well. It really does. They arrive in Stillwater, uh, but not before the accountant captures Piper and forces Milton to turn over the god killer. He explains that Satan isn't that bad, bad of a guy at all. In fact, he hates child murder done in his name, so he lets Milton go save his granddaughter. Milton does a number on the cultists, running them over, shooting them, and generally driving angry. Piper escapes the accountant and is able to get Milton the god killer, but not before she shoots one of the mooks with it. Uh, in the struggle with King, Milton is able to grab the god killer, shoot King with it, he explodes into all kinds of chunky salsa, uh, and Milton picks up King's skull uh, and drinks a beer from it, which he said he would do earlier in the film. I mean, that's, that's really the kind of lurid vulgarity that this film is going for. That guy uh, had it coming, for sure. I mean, he, oh, he absolutely deserved it, but at the same time, like at one point, he's getting ready to throw the skull out into the, the bushes, and he like looks at it, and Milton like puts it back in his coat. Like, no, no, I'm gonna hang on to that. That's my new cup. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of choices in hell, so. Yeah. So, I, I... so, quick aside here. 
there were several points in the movie that Milton's offered a beer and he turns it down. Although we do see him drink whiskey while he's fornicating with the waitress. What was the significance of that? Because he like, I, I'm not going to have a beer just yet well, at one point, he says, until I can drink it from the skull. What's his face? Which he does in the end of the movie. But it's like, but wait a minute. Like, there's several other instances of him not, like, accepting a drink. It was, like, the final thing. Like, he had a beer at the bar, I thought. Yeah. At the uh, Bull by the, the Balls. The Bull by the Balls. Oh well, yeah, but, so but, I think but he was just like, all right, now's not the time. I'll have my beer later. There's business but, yeah, but, but he pounds, But he pounds whiskey later when he's banging the... the yeah, but that, I, Killen wasn't I, as I, close I, then. Milton could sense it. He could feel it in his bones. You know, he's still got that bullet in his head. I could feel well, not that. Not, th- not, not at that point. Yeah, no. He's no, not the bullet's I, in there. Or the bullet no. that killed him, because he can still feel some bullet. He, That's one well, of his when, lines. When he gets shot in the eye at the church, yeah. It's anyway. So also, also, there's a guy in the cast <clears throat> billed as Man in Wig. Could you spot him in the movie? Yes, he's yes, in the it church. Yes, was Nicolas Cage. He was the lead. No. <laughs> no it's no, the no, cultist the in the church. It's ridiculous <laughs> the wig he's wearing. And I just think it's really funny that they literally refer to the guy as man in wig. I'm like, uh, okay. Is that like, it has to be an inside joke, right? Because that uh, wig well, yeah, is he's, stupid bad. Yeah, he, he's like a stunt man type dude. And, he, you know, he's bald. He's, I guess he's, he usually shaves his head. So, yeah, I think that was the joke that gave him, like, the really ridiculous uh, wig. Anyway, also, fun fact, the woman that gets hit by a car and turns into giblets, RoboCop style, um, I, I was like, you know, she had a weird role in the movie. She wears a, like a pantsuit for a good part of it. And she seems like she gets a little bit of screen time. I'm like, huh, I wonder, I wonder who that is. But it turns out that she is a stunt woman and professional wrestler and a terrible author. Um, I She has some like self-published books on Amazon. And I read a little bit of it because I uh, have too much time on my hands. And yeah, she's not a very good writer, but apparently a pretty good stunt woman. So, nothing wrong with self-publishing books. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm not knocking it. Just it was just really not good. It was not good. Um, give her some constructive criticism. I, I think she's got some some stuff to to work on there. She probably should take some creative writing workshops or something. But um, yeah, her stunt work and her professional wrestling seem to be doing just fine. So good for her. To close out the movie, Milton gives Piper his granddaughter, knowing she'll take care of the baby. Again, she's done nothing through the course of this film showing she's ready to be a mother. But that's that's fine. Dude, Piper's selling that baby for like five gallons of gas on the way home. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and a new job at a Waffle House. Yeah, she's not. She, she's unemployed. She has no money. She's like, somebody will take it. You throw in a yes. Slim Jim, I'll give you the carriage. Yeah. Uh, the accountant uh, and Milton get in a fancy black Chevy Bel Air, uh, which the accountant is nice enough to let Milton drive, and they return to hell but not before Milton promises he'll escape again. Uh, this movie did not have a sequel, so I think it's safe to say Milton did not escape again. Uh, and I think Milton should have used the God Killer on himself. That's a stronger end. Let's face it. And scene. This should have gotten a sequel. And I already <sighs> described it. Him going to heaven and murdering God. Why did you choose her? I'm John Milton. Done. See ya. Cut print. Ugh. Beautiful. All right, so general impression, how many beers do you need to enjoy this movie? Chumpzilla. Oh, this is easily a, I, you know, I'll give it a four beer rating because it's, it's entertaining, um, but it's so dumb. You got to keep a 
certain level of intoxication going just to kind of keep you into it. Um, but yeah, this is not like, it's not unwatchable. It's, it's interesting. It has moments, you know, if, if you watch this, like with the sound at about mid level, so you miss some of the dialogue, it's better. Um, <laughs> it looks better than it sounds. Mm. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say watch it on mute, um, but you could, cause it's not a very complicated movie. You can pretty much follow what's going on, but yeah, I mean, it's okay. Um, it's yeah. To your earlier points. It's a grindhouse movie, and it borderlines on parody at times. Mm-hmm. So, again, four beers to kind of help you smooth the things over that make the movie a little funky. And it works. I mean, the movie itself is, what, just slightly over 100 minutes. Yeah, so, it's not particularly long. Yeah, and once, I, at, once every 25 minutes you're getting a new drink, that's reasonable. And, and it's not boring. It, it, it goes. It yep. goes. It doesn't drag. Angrily, it goes. It All right. It T T W T W. How so, many beers? Uh, the worst parts of this movie are the beginning and the very end. The middle, well, not the very beginning, but uh, Piper driving the car, singing carpool karaoke. Uh, a lot of that stuff Dead is just I like sort of a pain away. Yeah, Ooh. sort of a bore yeah, okay. and not okay. at all entertaining. And really, it's like, oh, look how out. look how metal we are. Yeah. It just sucks. So I recommend you have at least one before you start the movie. You'll be really psyched up when Nicolas Cage blows the guy's hand off. Then there's a little bit of lull with the initial Amber Heard stuff and the sexual harassment, her just being awful and her boyfriend being worse. And then it picks right back up and it's a lot of fun. So through there, I have another three. Uh, you should actually chug every time you have to get a close-up of Billy Burke's press-on nails, which... I just don't know what the hell that is about. He's supposed to look like he has like these sharpened nails, but they're clearly like plastic press-on nails. It's awful. I don't yeah. understand. If, if I was going to make a drinking game here, I think my uh, drinking game would be uh, finish your drink anytime you see boobs. Well, that that could be a lot of drinks. That's not that. I think I see like twice, but... All in all, one pre-movie, three mid-movie when you're having a good time, and then one as you drink and regret that one this never got a sequel and two billy burke is just god awful he's hamming it up in all the wrong ways he's terrible he threatens to have sex with a corpse that's where we're at with him so that's a five beer movie for five you? beer movie i liked it though i did i had a good time i liked it so <laughs> it just I just think... to be a pedist here again pedant 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 pederast um, yeah, not, not that one. No, not that one. Um, he threatens to defile the corpse. That's a yes. bit ambiguous. He, he could That's just go, he, he could do many things that would defile the corpse. Not necessarily go straight to necrophilia. Uh, just saying. I don't know I mean, enough of his other work. I just thought he sucked in this movie. He yeah, no, he's not good. In fact, this probably fails the villain test that I would apply to most like superhero movies. Cause this is like a knockoff Constantine slash like it's ghost writer, whatever you want. It's some kind of supernatural superhero, almost type movie. He, he's using a revolver and shooting it. Like it's 1850. He's he, he fans the hammer constantly. Yeah, it's weird. It, and it, it looks it, so it, dumb because of his large press on nails. Like he can't bend his fingers or something. Everything about him is wrong. I, I he's not him. for, yeah, he's not particularly menacing as a villain. He really isn't. He does. It's like I'm not really scared. Of, he seems like Amber Heard could kick his ass. 
And she almost does. And she almost yeah, I was she say, that, does. Almost, yeah. I think it's worth noting that it, it's interesting that I think we all basically landed on the same number of beers to enjoy the, this movie. Because for me, it is absolutely a four beer movie. It's loud. It's dumb. It's supremely vulgar. But the movie is called Drive Angry. Uh, this is a movie that mostly knows what it wants to do. And I think mostly it executes on that premise. I just don't think very much of it is new or interesting. I mean, it it's just a big, dumb movie that if you can maintain a pleasant buzz through, you can enjoy. Yeah, I, I, it, totally. And if it came out in 2001, when Nicolas Cage was still relatively closer to the height of his powers, it makes $200 million. Mm, that's a possibility. And we'll that's come back fair. to that in just a moment when we talk about the receipts and how this thing bombed. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. Uh, we are talking Drive Angry, and we are going to discuss how this film bombed. Uh, this movie was unquestionably a bomb. It made $41 million on a budget of $50 million, and it's worth noting that $30 million of the $41 it made came from overseas. On Rotten Tomatoes, this sits at 47%. It absolutely derailed the director's career. He wouldn't direct another film for eight years. Uh, it didn't hurt Cage's ability to work, but I feel like this is the point where he starts putting out three to four movies a year as a result of his money troubles, and this is where he starts to become a parody of himself. Amber Heard continues to work, but it's worth mentioning that this movie came out the same year as The Rum Diary, the movie where she met her now ex-husband, Johnny Depp. Yike. So, the real question, did this deserve to flop Shumpzilla? Simply yes. Um, it's just a generic movie. Uh, it fails to use any of the things that it lays out effectively in terms of making an interesting narrative. It's kind of paint-by-the-numbers, generic. Um, Cage is okay. Uh, he gets better as the movie goes on, but it's not a great performance. And there's just not much about this movie that really stands out or is memorable. It's just kind of, you know, I've seen a lot of this stuff before, and I've seen it done better. So, yeah, mm. it's, it's very middle of the road, and that's not what you need in a grindhouse movie. You know, this just... It's R for the sake of an R, but it doesn't really impress. Fair enough. And over to you, Thunderous Wizard. Well, no, I don't think it deserved a flop because we were texting back and forth earlier. And one of the things that always drove me nuts about 3D movies was you'd shoot a movie, they'd reprint it onto 3D film. They didn't even attempt to use the 3D, and it was just a cheap cash grab. And this was one of a few movies that understood what it was, understood its budget, and said, hey, we're going to make a fun 3D throwback film to the way they were like in the 80s with the slasher flicks that all made 3D. And I, I, I think there is something, you lose something in the translation of this from seeing it in a theater to seeing it at home. It's fun. It's stupid. It's, it is what it is. It knows what it is. I do think there's some script issues, but it goes for it in a lot of fun ways that would have paid off a lot better if we were sitting next to each other in some theater having a beer and a laugh. I think that's fair. I mean, for me, full disclosure, when I saw a trailer for this film, I created a Facebook 
group called Let's All Chip in a Dollar So Nick Cage Can Stop Making Movies Like Drive Angry. Uh, and this was back when Facebook was fu- a fun way to keep up with your friends versus, you know, a company actively destroying democracy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm reasonably certain that uh, TW, you were part of that group. Um, so, like, I probably wasn't primed to like this movie to start with, but I still, I feel like it kind of deserved the flop. And at, to Chumzilla's point, as much as it revels in blood and guts and sex and all this, it's it's done so in a way that is so juvenile that it's really only appealing to people who are too young to see in our movie. And I, we've kind of talked around it, but I, I feel like you have to lay the fault of that at Cage's feet. He made the decision to go with generic tough guy as as the character choice for Milton, and the movie suffers for it. He's fairly deadpan. He's not like manic Cage, really picking some weird choices and going out there would really work for this movie, and it would have lifted the material to the point where it would have made money. But that just didn't happen. Yeah, I think it's really obvious that his performance here is subdued uh, to the point that it's almost disinterested at points. Right. Or like, appears I mean, disinterested at points. Um, and maybe that was a choice Cage made. Yeah. I, at this point in his career, I firmly believe that was probably a conscious thing. He's like, I'm, this is how I'm going to play it. But it doesn't translate well to screen. It really doesn't. It, it feels like he's just kind of hanging out and just, you know what? I'm going to read my lines and I'm going to take a break and uh, we'll do another scene. Counterpoint. Perhaps he wasted all his rage fire fury on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. This that, hey, same year. That's legit. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. Yeah. I do think it's worth noting that if you look at the performance Fickner gives as the accountant, and how over-the-top and zany he is, and how he's the best part of the movie. If Cage had just made a slightly different choice and went, you know what, fuck it, I'm going crazy with this, it it would have made $100 million. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. it would have made a better movie, necessarily. It'd be a more entertaining one. So my my last question about this movie in general is that I'm, I'm not a car guy, and I... And I'm not sure how much a movie that is titled Drive Angry is actually a capital C car movie as as much as it is a road movie. I mean, sure, all the cars on display are very fancy, uh, but as the closest thing that we have to a car person on the pod, Chumzilla, what was your opinion? Like, is this a like this isn't Fast and the Furious kind of car movie, right? No. And hey, I'm not a huge fan of the Fast and the Furious movies either. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, so as Captain Cash alluded, I, I do have a 2009 Ford Mustang GT that I like to monkey with. But I am not like a hardcore. It's, it's a stick for the record. I, I do drive a car with three pedals uh, on occasion. But yeah, I'm Ang- not hard. Angrily or would you say like just moderately? Jovially. Annoyed. Yeah. Just like frustrated. Yeah. Drive yeah. frustrated. Frustrated. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I do have to commute to Metro Atlanta. Um, so a lot of my driving is angry or frustrated at the least. Uh, but no, you know, I'm not a huge gearhead, but to your point, Captain Cash, you've made a very fair assessment. In my opinion, this is not a capital C car movie. Um, the cars are there, but it's more like this name check it like, Oh, it's a, it's a challenger. Oh, it's a Chevelle. Oh, it's, it's a whatever. Oh, what kind of engines in that, you know, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, but the cars aren't really featured. Mm. 
the car is not like central to the story. It's a bit of a road movie, but there's not a lot of driving action scenes in it. There really aren't. You get that one big one with the blockade, and that's about it. Very true. And Nicolas Cage also drives like he's Toonsel's the driving cat on Saturday Night Live. He's constantly moving his hands back and forth. Yes. Which is like the worst of all possible driving acting. It's like when people like, like take extended long looks at someone who's their passenger. And it's like, wait, aren't you driving? Like he's constantly jerking the wheel back and forth. The in-car shots in this film are horrible. They are some of the worst. They don't make any sense. Some of them just look really bad. And yes, Nick Cage has like a case of Tourette's in the car because he's just constantly twitching the wheel back and forth. Like that's his driving. I'm I'm driving. Can't you tell I'm driving? I'm acting. Look at this. I'm a serious actor. I'm driving. I am putting it on the film. And it's just yanking the wheel back and forth. It's bad. It's it's all bad. It's not. People don't drive like that. And, and they don't really. Well, does they everyone don't... drive that angry? But no, that's a fair but point. They, that's a fair but point. They don't, they don't really drive angry either. I don't know. He does blow up a car with a shotgun, a well-placed shotgun blast. With the gun. Uh, no, a couple of those uh, cultish goons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The... Fly over his car and he shoots the bottom of it. Yeah, the, the biggest car chase in the movie involves an RV. Um, that is that is true, and it's a little weird. It's not. It's not a great. It's not a great car movie. I mean, it's like. I mean, it, it, this is a car movie in the same sense that, like, National Lampoon's Vacation is a car movie. <laughs> and there's a car in it, yes. I feel like that's a pretty strong indictment of a film called Drive Angry. So, listeners, we leave it to you. Is this a car movie? Yes or no? Hit us up on social media at Hops and Bioflops, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, better title for this film, Highway to Hell. Wow, yeah, no, yeah, agreed. Wow. That's an actual movie, though, with Chad Lowe. With Rob Lowe's brother? Yeah. Oh, then you can easily steal the title and do it again. Who's going to remember Chad Lowe's Highway to Hell? What's it about? Um, uh, it's His about divorce like... from Hillary Swank. And no, he has to like go to hell to rescue his girlfriend. It's, it's... There's a hell, there's a highway, presumably there's a... a car on that highway. There's like a demon cop that has to run him down. Um, what about Road anyway. Rage? This actually sounds surprisingly from like, like the same movie. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It's 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 close. It's close. Um, it's it, I just watched it the other night actually. Uh, Why did you watch a Chad Lowe movie the other night? <laughs> Do you remember the the show? Uh, oh, uh, what's it? What's, by what an was angel? it called? No, not Touched by an Angel. It was Little the one, House uh, on Cor- the Prairie. No, Corky. Um, Romano? Life goes on. Oh yes. Chad Lowe was in that, and uh, my mom had a big crush on Chad Lowe uh, uh, growing up. So she she was a Chad Lowe fan. And hey, the Lowe's uh, they're Cincinnati uh, family, much like the Clownies, Clownies, mm-hmm. Clownies, 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 uh, and Lachey's. Um, so anyway, my so mom. So you was have big. a lot of weird fetishes: the Lachey's, the Clownies. This is a long circle back. We're gonna get there. What's yeah, up? Yeah, hot yogurt. Closed male, naked female. But anyway, yeah, uh, cut all this out. Oh, no. This, this is... Your obsession with Chad Lowe stays. 
Yeah, that's the, the world needs to know. <laughs> what? No, hold on. I, I got to look it up though, because um, there is a female lead in the movie. Hold on, and I think it's somebody famous. I could be wrong. Is it the uh, sibling of someone infinitely more famous? I don't think that would so. Be it would be like, does Hillary Swank have a sister? I gotta look this up now. This is killing it, me. It's Jessica Swank. <laughs> oh, it's Christy Swanson. Oh well, no oh, wonder wow. he went. No wonder he went to hell with that right wing nutbag. Yeah, and uh, Ben Stiller is in the movie. Yeah, what? along with his, along with his dad, his dad and his mom are in it. Jerry yeah. and Amy Stiller. Yeah, wow. it's a. It's 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 a it's a weird movie. The prequel um, to was, Drive Angry sounds really intense. Yeah, I think it was straight to VHS. I think it was straight to video. Oh, you don't wow. say. <laughs> you don't say. With that in mind, I would like to welcome the two of you to the Like a Bat Out of Hell trivia challenge. Uh, the Escape from Hell, I think, is a tried and true trope across all fiction. Uh, for this trivia challenge. I will give you a brief description of a character who has escaped from hell and why. You need to tell me the name of the character. A bonus point is awarded if you can name the piece of fiction that they are from. To be clear, this isn't limited to movies. And if you have no guess, I will provide multiple choice. Just assume it is across all fiction. So... Literature, film, television, Literature, radio, film, television, epic, radio, epic animated, films. not animated, everything. Oh, pornography. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on your opinion. It's on the table. I don't know pornography, <laughs> but I know when I see it. <laughs> but I also know what I like. Anyway, gentlemen, <laughs> you will be playing for one of the two missing God Killer Bullets. Don't ask why I have it or how it came into my position. You will be chiming in with, don't drive angry. So, as a practice round, as an example, this ex-con escaped hell to avenge his daughter and rescue his granddaughter using a god-killer shotgun and improbable sex-slash-driving skills. Don't drive angry. You don't say. See? (laughs) Don't drive angry. We're going to give that to TW. Yeah. It's this And the answer movie. would be, yes, it would be this movie, but the correct answer is the character... John Milton. John Milton, and for the bonus point, the film... Is what should have been titled Highway to Hell, but Chad Lowe, the evil succubus brother of Rob Lowe, stole that title for a shitty made-for-TV movie with Christy Swanson. I, I would accept that answer. And That's Ben Stiller. <laughs> Here we go. Jerry Stiller. We love you. Oh, yeah, man. Bummer. Yeah, p- right. Pour one out, folks. Pour one out. Festivus for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Feet strength, brother. This, this quiz strength. is not over until Chumpzilla pins me. All right, so here we go. Number I one. I can make that happen. This father comes back from hell on multiple occasions across all his appearances, not to protect his family, but merely to be the god killer. Don't drive angry. Ghost dad. That was, my, that was my guess. That is that is not correct. I want I would like to award you a point simply for how how accurate that might otherwise be, but no, no, I cannot. Uh, so, okay, okay. So don't try to angry. Is it Hades? Uh so let me I, I will now give you the multiple choice. Okay. Your A 
Kratos, B, Wonder Woman, C, Jean-Luc Picard, or D, Liam Neeson? Don't drive angry. It's Kratos. It. Thank you, Thunderous Wizard. It is indeed Kratos. Is Hades for- technically right, too, though? No, because Hades is actually the place, not the person. Yes. he come. Well, I mean, Hades is the god of the underworld. It is also the name of the underworld. But he's come well, up from no, the underworld to kill. No, but, but he's known. I, actually, I think it's technically incorrect. He's become synonymous with Hades, but I don't think that's actually the name, right? That's the place, not. No, it's the name. No, the the god is Hades. The yeah. place is Hades. It's both. It's also Hades. Uh, oh, okay. So Kratos yeah, is from uh, God of War. All right. So oh, it's a video is... game. Video also, game. Also, lots of weird sex. <laughs> and that's a PlayStation exclusive, so I feel like that's not fair because my PlayStation Two broke. So it was a PlayStation Two title. Anyway, but, but mine's broken. I can't. You know. Okay. There. Number two. Stop watching fights. That's what, that's what broke your DVD drive on your PlayStation. I blame one of our roommates in college for that. Deal. I did not I did not own bum fights. That was not a purchase that Chumpzilla made. That was purchased by another one of our associates. Two. A deposed leader seeks to escape hell on a wave of crabs so that he can quest for his own mortality, which he hopes to win by becoming a nautical psychopomp. Uh, don't drive angry. I will give it to the Thunderous Wizard. Oh, uh, this is wrong. Is it Davy Jones? <laughs> oh, you are so close, but incorrect. Chumzilla, would you like the multiple choice? Well, I wanted to say The Little Mermaid and Prince Eric, but that's not right. That is not right. Uh, You're correct. It sounds like a Johnny Depp movie. Um, Ooh. And, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know who Oct- oh, Squid Face. Yeah, that was Davy Jones. That was Davy Jones. Yeah, so here here are your choices. All right. A, Hector Barbosa, B, Captain Blood, C, Jack Sparrow, or D, the Dread Pirate Roberts. Can I go? Uh, Don't drive angry, the blood. Really? I mean, you're wrong. Oh. You're you're very wrong. The correct answer we were looking for was Jack Sparrow. Uh, And the film was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, where Jack Sparrow escapes Davy Jones' locker, which is their version of hell on a wave of crabs, uh, so that he can become the new Davy Jones. Uh, To be fair, that movie sucked so bad I never watched it again. Yeah, same here. I I never saw it. I kind of of forgot what happened at World's End. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Same here. Number three is not going to get easier. Oh, uh, great. So, great. so here we go. Uh, it, it, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch around. I, I thought those two were uh, were softball, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the softest ball I can. A famous supernatural serial killer who has escaped hell with the help of another famous supernatural serial killer who is back simply to kill teenagers. Don't drive angry. It's Freddy Krueger. Freddy versus Jason. That is correct. And Freddy versus Jason. So we are giving it to the Thunderous Wizard. Yay! Four, four two, zero. He escapes hell through fear. The children have to be afraid. He activates Jason to murder the horny teens. That That's, they remember. That is a you thing know, that happened. It's a badass movie. It's it is a movie. That's fair. All right, next one. It, it's better than Jason X. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's way better than that. 
this party machine has escaped hell on multiple occasions, but it helps that this particular Don't hell... Don't drive angry, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no, go, go ahead, finish, finish, finish. That's true, though. I wanted, That's true. I, I, I just wanted to make that joke. Continue, continue. Okay. This party machine has escaped hell on multiple occasions, but it helps that this particular hell at, is in New Jersey, and this devil might actually be less evil than the person who escaped hell. Do we go to multiple choice? Probably. Well, yeah. uh, I, I want to say dogma, but I'm, that's not right. So that's not so my you're, answer. So that's once my again, answer. this party machine has escaped hell on multiple occasions, but it helps that this particular hell is located in New Jersey, and the devil might actually be less evil than this person who escaped hell. Is it A, Bluto Blutarski? Is it B, Van Wilder, is it C, Bender Bending Rodriguez, or is it D, Flexo? Don't drive angry, Bender. It is. It is 100% Bender. Is that Futurama? Is that the Devil's Devil's Hands episode? Uh, that is. I believe Hell is Other Robots, but Hell's the other. Robot Devil shows up regularly. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy the Robot Devil in Futurama. And, and the fact, you know, robot ben, Bender, Bender, Bending, Rodriguez. I, I do. That's one of my favorite trivia questions. You know, you know Bender's middle name, Bending. I, it's Bender, Bending, Rodriguez. Yeah. Indeed. All right. So next one. You are still in this chumpzilla, but uh, you are going to need to win all of the next ones to stay viable. Okay. So, here we go. Another famous serial killer escapes hell so that he can continue his killing spree as a supernatural killer. He is only stopped by Michael J. Fox and his cadre of three other ghosts. Is it A, Jason Voorhees? Is it B, Johnny Bartlett? Is it C, Pinhead? Or is it D, Freddy Krueger? Don't drive angry. Johnny Bartlett, the Frighteners. Wow. Yeah, no. Uh, well, that is entirely correct. And uh, wow. Peter Jackson. You have, uh, so that's a thing. Is that a yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Uh, is, that is, is a thing, and you have been is, dominated. Is Chad Lowe in that? Uh, he no. Only in spirit. <laughs> yeah. Only in my heart. Only in my heart. All right. Well, um, so you cannot win, Chumzilla. Okay. But uh, you can play... Born to lose, baby. Born to lose. Yep, you can play for your own uh, pride. So two more questions to go. Okay. I'm, I'm clueless on these, yeah. This soldier made a deal to escape hell to return to his wife, only be, to be turned into a demon for his trouble. Don't drive angry. Chumzilla. It's Spawn and Spawn. That is correct. Spawn and Spawn the movie. All right. You're at least on the board. I thought he was going to say Thank Bloodshot you. for sure. <laughs> I, I was, no, I've been waiting for the Spawn the whole time. So thank you, Thunderous Wizard, for letting me have that one. I appreciate that. Spawn was, was going to come up. <clears throat> yep. Discretion right. is a better part of Valor there. Thank you, Captain Cash and uh, Thunderous Wizard, for letting me win one. I appreciate you are it, gentlemen. Very welcome. This score that builds is my now... confidence. Two to seven. Wait, that cannot be right. I believe the score is now two to six. Eight to two. Eight to two. Maybe it is eight to two. Listen, you're yeah. you're not winning even close. But last one. 
I got I got those last ones. That's it. So moving on. Yeah. The OG baddie had to escape hell before he could rule it. In this story by Milton, the author, not Nick Cage. Is it A, Satan? Is it B, Mr. Scratch? Is it C, Lucifer? Is it D, Mephisto? It's Lucifer in Paradise Lost. Don't drive angry. Lucifer in Paradise Lost. There it is. All right. Congratulations. Can we just say it was Mephisto? <laughs> Congratulations, Thunderous Wizard. You will receive your bullet for the God Killer weapon uh, as Whew. soon as I can have John Milton escape hell and deliver it to you. If Nicolas Cage shows up at my front door, I'll be more excited than when Chumpzilla turns on a Chadlow movie. <laughs> I can... Whoa, whoa. I mean, I can only get so excited. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. So, hey, fun fact. I was watching Jeopardy. I'm a big Jeopardy fan, for the record. Trebek, get better, buddy. I hope, I hope that uh, turns out well for him. But uh, I was surprised. I didn't realize that they considered Paradise Lost to be an epic poem. Yes, indeed. I thought, that, I, I thought that was just, I thought that was like a book. But no, it's a poem. So it came up like, technically a poem. Yeah, it came up on a uh, poetry category. I'm like, okay, good to know. I somehow had missed that through my life. That is actually an epic poem. So I, now I, I know. I am Thanks, sorry Jeopardy. We had Jeopardy on at my house as well, and that happened in the last two days. I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Final Jeopardy. All right. Anyway, that ends us up for Drive Angry. Uh, before we close out, we're going to give recommendations for what you might want to check out uh, for funsies. All right. So throwing it over to the Thunderous Wizard. What is your recommendation for this week? Okay, so it is Summer Rage with Nicolas Cage. I've recommended a Nicolas Cage movie every week. And now I'm going to recommend you a better Nicolas Cage movie about occultists kidnapping someone very close to Nicolas Cage's heart. It is Mandy. Uh, it is low-budget genre, terrific movie. Uh, it's really friggin' weird. Very stylized. I think you'll like it a lot. Got great reviews. It is one of the diamonds in the rough of Nicolas Cage's last 10 years. Uh, a lot like Color Out of Space. Uh, I think you'll. I still I think want to like see it. that movie. I think you'll like it a lot. It is, it is a cool, cool movie. Nicolas Cage, unlike this movie, goes full on Cage. There's chainsaw fights. There's blood and guts. It's everything you could want from a genre flick. You'll love it. Nice. And Chumzilla? Well, I've sort of spoiled my recommendation already with Highway to Hell, um, <laughs> which I think is the superior hell-based movie. Uh, but, <laughs> come on, who doesn't love Chad Lowe? Dude, your, your 1993 Chad Lowe calendar <laughs> must 91, be 91. just curling at the edges by this point. <laughs> You've had it for so long. <laughs> Oh, that's no. why it's curling at the edges. No, that's a good call. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's a discretion shot there. I appreciate that. I saw that uh, Jason uh, Stryker's evil son from X Men Two is in Highway to Hell. So nice. No, I don't add pod listeners, as you'll see on the Instagram that uh, Captain Cashel put up. Um, I am wearing a pair of Oakley fuel cell sunglasses, which are the same model that Nicolas Cage wears in this movie. Although his appear to be like a matte black. Mine are actually like this uh, smoke frame. Like a, it's black, but a clear black. So they're not identical, but obviously me and the Cage man share at least some sort of uh, 
a sensibility when it comes to uh, sunglass fashion. So shout out there to Cage and his fuel cells. But anyway, uh, I hinted it last week. So I went with From Beyond, another Lovecraftian movie, much like uh, uh, Color Out of Space or whatever. Um, and I talked about John Goodman's appearance in Chud. So this week I will recommend Chud. Check it out. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. Ch- I, you know, this is much like both From Beyond and Chopping Mall. This is a VHS cover that I saw as a kid in the supermarket at the rental you know, counter. I'm like, that looks crazy. Uh, I kind of want to know what it is. I never got to see it. Um, it's also got the dad from Home Alone in it. He's the main character. And also it's got, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Wizard, what's his name? Um, it's got Daniel the, Stern. It's got one of the wet Daniel Stern. Yeah, n- yeah, not Joe Pesci, the other guy. Yeah, so you get those two characters from Home Alone in this movie, and it is, um, it's something. It really is. It's it tries to be like a social commentary horror movie, and it it's it's pretty good. And the character effects are okay. You don't get a lot of them, but what you do get is decent. And yeah, uh, was it cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers? They are the chuds. Oh, chuds. Chuds. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a meme. It's kind of a joke now, and it's an insult. Dude, don't be such a chud. But, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, But also, don't be such a chud. Yeah, don't be a chud. But, yeah, but watch a chud. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. My recommendation for this week, um, I, in light of everything that's going on and giving – my platform to other voices that are are not my own. Uh, I was going to recommend Tanahasi Coates's *The Water Dancer*. It's a novel that has some light genre elements, some light fantasy elements about a a, a slave escape uh, or an enslaved person escaping. Uh, it is uh, really well written and worth your time. Yes, read anything oh, you enough. can by him. It is all extremely well written. Yeah, as long as we're doing just general genre stuff with him, uh, he wrote the most recent run of Black Panther, yes. which basically borrowed was borrowed from very liberally by the film that made a billion dollars. Yes. So yeah. if you liked Black Panther, the movie, you'd enjoy Ta-Nehisi Coates' Black Panther the comic book. Yeah. That is a fact. Yep. All right. Well, everybody, thank you again for listening. Again, we are at Hops and Box Office Flops, Hops and B.O. Flops on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, leave us a like, a share, a subscribe. Leave us a rating on iTunes if you like us. Um, or if you don't like us and tell us what we should do better because we're just a couple idiots with a keyboard. All right. We will see you next time when we are concluding the Summer Rage with Nick Cage with Primal. Yep. Diving deeper into the Nicolas Cage dumpster pile. It should be a good one. Don't cage angry, everybody. Don't cage angry. <laughs>